Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Justin Harvey Show. Yeah! Hi, this is Bruce Hart of the Hart Foundation, brother of Brett the Hitman Hart and the late great Owen Hart, and you're listening to my good buddy Justin Ray Harvey. Hope you're enjoying the show, and all the best to all the fans out there. Welcome. It's time for the hottest internationally known podcast that is endorsed by some of the biggest names in the world of martial arts and entertainment. The Justin Harvey Show has interviewed some of the biggest stars from movies like Blood Fist, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This show provides some of the best sound quality and interviews on the web. So sit back and enjoy. You won't be disappointed. So without further ado, here is your 2015 Hall of Famer and host, Justin Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Justin Harvey Show, episode 99. This is the first show of 2015, and what better way than to bring back my good buddy, the one, the only, Bruce Hart. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Justin. Happy New Year, all your listeners, and to you, too. I uh, appreciate uh, being invited to come on. It's always an honor, and I uh, look forward to having a nice conversation with you. Oh, oh absolutely, Bruce. And, you know, I'm going to go on public on on my record here on my show and apologize for the mix-up on the dates and everything. So, Not a problem for me. I, uh, I'm happy to try to adapt to whatever. Not a problem. And uh, before, before we get to questions and, and your thoughts, Bruce, I wanted to, I wanted to share um, uh, something with you. Well, actually, two things here real quick. Um, I told... I told my mom and my family about, um, like, when whenever um, Owen Hart gets into the WWE Hall of Fame that you actually told me that you want me to be there, my family was absolutely thrilled to hear that. Yeah, I'm certainly uh, advocating and uh, endorsing and hoping that my brother Owen is... Uh, inducted hopefully this year into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame you know I've I've proposed that to uh, the powers that be in the WWE and I hope they uh, you know choose to own on her own you know I know it would mean a lot and uh, I also uh, staunchly advocate the induction of uh, two other old stampede Friends of mine and uh, family members, the British Bulldogs, they uh, are very worthy candidates, too. So I hope they, uh, it'd be nice to see all three going together. You know, they're 
three guys that certainly more than uh, paid their dues and um, were very uh, worthy candidates in and out of the ring, you know. So I, uh, I would like to see them uh, given the consideration that they deserve. Oh, absolutely, Bruce. And uh, I, I know you've probably heard, heard about this, but I wanted to uh, share this with you personally. Um, this year, I'm going to be inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Oh, congratulations. Um, I, uh, I'm happy to hear that, you know, and uh, it's a uh, testimony to your courage and your dedication and perseverance so uh, I'm happy to hear that and uh, I'd like to uh, publicly uh, congratulate you it's a huge honor and uh, I uh, hope that uh, goes well for you you know my congratulations and I'm sure my whole family uh, would second that uh, opinion so thank thanks for letting me know Justin Yes, sir, Bruce, and I also wanted to um, thank you for, you know, supporting the show like you have um, through the years, because believe it or not, when it comes to wrestling on this show, um, Bruce, you are the most requested person I always get from my fans and from my following. I'm uh, flattered and I... uh certainly appreciate you letting me know that and I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to thank all your listeners for uh, you know giving me their support and uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish them all a very happy and uh, fulfilling 2015 oh, oh absolutely Bruce and uh, Bruce I wanted to I wanted to plug your show a little bit let you talk about your show a little bit and plug it on my show. Uh, Bruce is on Blog Talk Radio every every Sunday, and I yeah. enjoy that segment. So can you kind of uh, take my audience a little bit through that, what you yeah, do? I, yeah. My uh, producer, Bob Johnson, tells me now that we're going to be switching to Thursday nights in the new year, so I think our first show is the 8th. Mm-hmm. With, uh, I think, a couple of guys from down in your part of the country, uh, a guy named Hillbilly Jim, mm-hmm. and uh, another guy named Bruce Swayze. They're both from the Kentucky area, so they'll be uh, two of the guests on that show. And uh, it's called Heartbeat Radio, from what I know, and you can go online and... Uh, listen to it and uh, we've had we've had a number of really uh, great guests on the last several months including people like Terry Funk, Harley Race Ric Flair J.J. Uh, Dillon, uh, Colonel De Beers, uh, Mick Foley uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, Bruiser Brody's wife um, Stan Hansen and uh, Quite a few other, you know, uh, really uh, fascinating guests. So uh, we're looking forward to having, uh, you know, some of those people back. And Mm -hmm. 
certainly extended invitations to a lot more of the wrestling fraternity, and we look forward to uh, sharing perspectives and talking about the business and sharing memories and pretty much everything, you know, and we have people phone in and offer their perspectives and ask questions and all this other, so uh, I uh, invite all your listeners to to join us, and uh, I'll talk to Bob about arranging to have you come on on our show one of these times and uh, maybe uh, talk to some of those people, you know, I'm sure we'll be having people like Terry Funk and Harley and Ric Flair and mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Jarrett and some of them on again, you know, so um, I'll make sure that uh, Bob tries to set something like that up. That that would be great, Bruce, because I don't know if I ever told you this or not. It's not like traditional wrestling, but um, I was actually um, in a championship match with, with another guy that actually has cerebral palsy, and I beat him for the championship, and uh, I, um, I've never been defeated. That's so. uh, congratulations. I, uh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sitting beside my son, Rhett, here right now, who, as you know, and you met him, he has cerebral palsy, so he's, he's a huge wrestling fan, and, um, I know he got a big smile on his face when he heard you, uh, were undefeated. You know, he's a big fan of yours, so I, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that, and, uh, testimony to uh, the strength of your character and your courage that you uh, persevere and uh, and I uh, I know from having been you know around uh, people like yourself and my son you know how much courage and strength of character you guys have so I uh, mm-hmm. certainly uh Hope other people get inspiration from people like you, Justin. You're a, a shining example of, uh, you know, if you put your mind to something, you can overcome adversity and uh, overcome tremendous odds. So uh, I hope some of our listeners, some of whom might be, uh, you know, uh, handicapped or have some challenges, uh, get courage and maybe get some inspiration and confidence from uh, hearing your story and seeing how you've risen above adversity and become uh, you know uh, a champion and a spokesperson for you know people with CP and things of that nature so uh, good on you you deserve a lot of credit and uh, I know you got a hell of a lot of character and uh, you know I hope people uh, gain some inspiration from you and, and the things you've accomplished. Uh, you know, I, I certainly have, and uh, it's always uh, inspiring and uh, you know, uplifting for me to talk with you. And uh, you know, I have the utmost respect for you and uh, what you've 
overcome and what you're continuing to uh you know accomplish so good mm-hmm. on you my friend thank you bruce and um you, you know also bruce uh w- what i think would be great is um uh here soon i would love to get a, uh, give you a link to that uh, particular match and um i would uh, you know i know you're a very busy man and stuff but uh me and my uh, friend was talking the other day. I would love for you to um, see the footage of the match, and you know, maybe after after you watch the um, the match, I could get your I could get your thoughts on another on a different episode or something. Yeah, I uh, I can give you our link, or Bob Johnson could give you our link, and I'll uh, be happy to. Uh, check it out it would be uh my son Rhett and I will uh take a look at it and uh be more than happy to you know give you some perspectives that that would be great Bruce because uh me me and my friend um we're you know we're like best friends but we're like when it comes to the ring we were very competitive so and and we always said that we would love for the Hart family to check out our um our match. So Yeah, I'll I'll tell uh our good friend Bob Johnson to uh get a give you his link and we'll uh we'll watch it and uh you know, check it out for sure. Oh, that that's great, Bruce. You, you just made my night, my friend. That's just that's 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 amazing. And, and Bruce, I wanted I wanted to ask you well, this next thing. I wanted to ask you is because I know it recently it recently got into um, it recently got into Canada finally, which I, I'm I'm glad. Um, uh, what's your thoughts on the um, WWE Network? What's that, Justin? Uh, what's your thoughts on the uh, WWE Network? Because I know it finally hit Canada. I don't. I don't know all the details, but I think there's a lot of just my own, maybe superficial perspective. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if more is better. If you know what I mean. I I know I couldn't watch 24/7 of hockey or football or. Anything, uh, <laughs> so, um, I think there's some pitfalls to that myself. I don't know what all the details are. Like, mm-hmm. if they've uh, got all these old, like, most of those old studio shows, with the possible exception of Stampede Wrestling, they weren't, you know, they were what we used to call squash matches, you know, guys that, uh, you know, would beat another guy in two minutes and then talk for ten minutes and stuff like that. You know, it's all just about hyping the shows. You know, and uh, so I don't know. That's a particularly good viewing. And I don't know whether I'd want to watch twenty four seven of the Legends House and yeah, all yeah. like that. You know, I, I think it's probably a good deal. Maybe I guess if you bought bought it now, um, I wonder how they're going to sustain it a year from now. Like, what are they going to show people when? You know, um, you 
you will already have seen all the uh you know previous editions of WrestleMania and all the other pay per views and all the other, you know, I don't know what why you'd be wanting to watch it here from now, you know, what else are they gonna drag out of the mothballs of the you know, I don't know, you know. Maybe there's some hidden vault of mm-hmm. awesome matches from the nineteen thirties from you know, somewhere we don't know about or something, but I don't know, I uh I'm you know, of the opinion that uh you know there's only so much wrestling even the most hardcore fans wanna watch and I think yeah. one of the other potential risks that they run is uh if, if you're showing them really good wrestling from back in the day, um, say the uh, early days of Hulkamania and the best of when uh, WCW was doing well and some of the great stuff from the AWA and the old NWA with guys like Dory and Harley and Terry and then uh, it makes some of the crap <laughs> that I'm watching today Looks bad by comparison. You know, if I'm watching that, then I'm watching bullshit like uh, the Miz and Sandow and uh, you know Hornswoggle and El Burrito and the the Divas and uh, some of that nonsense with the Wyatt family and all that crap. You know, I uh, if I'm if I'm seeing. Uh, Stuff from the past with Dory Funk and Billy Robinson and Harley and Jack Briscoe and Kurt Hennig and Hulk and Dynamite and Brett and Davey and guys like that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the first things that's going to come to mind is, geez, it's a lot better. <laughs> that stuff was way better than uh, watching, uh, you know, The Miz and. Uh, you know, El Burrito and all this other BS that uh, you're inflicting on us today. So I don't know. That's that's my perspective. Maybe I'm jaundiced because I came from the um, era of uh, those guys. You know, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on that whole W. WE 24-7 network is something, uh, you know, even, you know, it would be an incredible challenge to sustain, you know, terrific viewing 24-7. Like, say, I was a huge fan of uh, Seinfeld or something like that. Yeah. I I honestly don't know whether I could handle 24-7 of Jerry and Kramer and, uh, you know... (laughs) George Costanza, like that, you know, I don't know whether, you know, I think after a week or a month, I'd be going, you know, no more, I can't take the soup Nazi anymore, or whatever, you know, I've had enough, you know, like, I don't know what, uh, you know, even I'm, I'm like a huge baseball fan, you know, and I, uh, I've been a follower since I've been a little kid, but... Mm-hmm. I could take 24-7 of, you know, Albert Pujols and Clayton Kershaw and, uh, you know, uh, 
Madison Baumgartner and old replays of Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was watching 24-7 of that and Grover Cleveland, Alexander and Whitey Ford and Mickey Mantle and all that. I don't know, about after a month or to go, like, okay, enough is enough. I think I'm going to switch to, uh, you know, hockey or basketball or let me watch some tiddlywinks or something. I don't know. But. Yeah, yeah. Now, now one, thing, one thing that I will give the network, Bruce, and I don't think you'll disagree with this point, is, like, I like the fact that uh, to get all the new... Uh, pay-per-views, pay-per-views nowadays, it's, uh, it's a lot cheaper than 50 bucks a pop, and I wish, I wish that they would have had this back when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, I think that's, I agree. I think that that, that's a potential risk. I wonder what the, uh, you know, like, if the net, if the network doesn't last, and I'm doubtful that it will, uh, are they going to go back? You know, I think people are going to be, uh, you know, disinclined to go back to paying fifty bucks or whatever for a, mm-hmm. for a pay per view when they've, you know, been getting it now for nine. I know, like if I was, uh, you know, uh, selling some product for about twenty percent of what it used to cost. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably would buy it, and then. But if they went all the way back up to, uh, you know, I'd all of a sudden be going. I'm not sure if I want to pay that much for it now. You know, I don't know. It's one of the risks. They. I'm not sure what. I think my obvious perception is that they must have uh, figured that. Uh, they were going to get a huge buy rate or something, but um, I'm not sure if they've uh, succeeded thus far in whatever their goal was. Or you know, I've heard that it's been far less successful than they uh, anticipated. So I don't know. There's a lot of conjecture about some of the, uh, you know, it having been a. Uh, a less than successful endeavor, you know, and I'm not sure where they go from here. And as I said before, I, I, if it hasn't been successful now, like usually things, you know, uh, are more successful at the outset or when you launch them, then uh, like they don't take off six months down the road, if you know what I mean. Like I, I, if it hasn't been, you know, really become a pronounced success already. I don't know why it would, uh, you know, sales would take off, say, in June or something like that. You know, there's no conceivable reason for I can fathom why why the WWE Network's going to do a lot better a few months from now, whenever, you know, like if it hasn't already taken off now, you know, so... Oh, I, absolutely, Bruce. Absolutely. My next question for you, Bruce, is something I've always wondered, you know, with inside the Hart family, because, you know, y'all have a lot of knowledge in, in the wrestling industry and in legends and everything. Have, have you ever thought about starting your own 
um, company, your own wrestling company? I've, um, you know, I've, I've given that a lot of consideration. I think if the situation was right, I'd, I'd uh, maybe uh, explore the possibilities. You know, uh, I, I believe that there's a, an appetite for wrestling, and I think one of the biggest disservices to the wrestling, the universe, or whatever WWE wants to call their fan base. Uh, I think one of the biggest travesties has been the, uh, you know, complete uh, destruction and desecration of the wrestling business at the grassroots level by the uh, by the WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've said it for years. You know, back in the day, you know, it was, if you were a wrestling fan, you could go back in the day of the so-called territories, but if you were a wrestling fan in Western Canada or you were a wrestling fan in Texas or Tennessee or Florida or Georgia or Carolina or Texas or Minneapolis or wherever, you know, you could go every week. You know, if you were in a big city or if you were in some surrounding area, you'd probably drive in and not too far and and see a show every week and indulge and cheer and feel like you're a part of it. And, uh, you know, that's not the case, you know. If, if I'm a hockey fan or if I'm a baseball fan, and uh, the same had happened with those sports as what happened to wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, I would be decimated and to the point where I probably would have turned off those sports if I was, say, uh a big uh, fan of, say, the Nashville Predators, and then they were taken away, and they came once a year, mm-hmm. which is sort of about what they do in Calgary or most places. They maybe go to some of the bigger places two or three times a year. But if I'm a fan, then and I can only go once or twice a year, uh, you know, it, it's gonna probably uh, turn me off that sport, or I'm gonna, you know, uh, opt for other means of entertainment. You know, and I know from personal experience, like the wrestling fans in Calgary, for 40 years, my dad was running. We're getting guys like Dynamite and Davey and Brett and Benoit and Owen and Pillman and. Jake and Junkyard and Schultz and Honky Tonk and Jushin mm-hmm. Liger every week. He could go down there for five, six dollars, and the atmosphere was incredible. And you could indulge and cheer for your favorites and meet them and all of that, you know. And nowadays you go maybe once a year. And it's sort of this sterile show, or if it's not a pay-per-view or a, a you know a TV taping or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, half the time they don't even put out any effort. It's kind of like just go through the motions, and you know, so 
if I'm a fan, I'm going like, geez, I uh, I feel like I've been really uh, shortchanged or deprived here, you know. And uh, I think WWE needs to re-sow the seeds at the grassroots. You need to uh, not just uh, to sustain the fans, but to sustain the talent. You know, that's where all the talent came from back in the day. Can you imagine, Justin, if, if say, uh, you know, the same type of thing had happened, say, with uh, the NFL or the NBA, and they decided that, you know, all other forms of football and basketball were competition to them, so they had to get rid of them. So all of a sudden the NCAA and the uh, all the other smaller means of watching football and basketball were taken away from them and then they all of a sudden said to all the people in Carolina and Tennessee and Georgia or wherever no more the only time you can watch uh, football is maybe once a year in an exhibition game and in some big city like Nashville or something. Aside from wow. that, uh, you know, there will be no more uh, live opportunities for you to watch this. You know, that's pretty much what's happened to the wrestling, but, mm-hmm. you know, not only has it been on the front to the fans, but it's also, uh, you know, it's really decimated the uh, talent base. You know, we're, back in the day, there, you know, as you probably know and uh, a lot of your listeners probably know when there was 20 or 30 promotions every one of those promotions had some great talent mm-hmm. you know and uh, they uh, kept perpetuating and that's like when WWE was getting you know when they launched uh, you know their promotion in the 80s big time you know all those guys, you know, there was way more talent then than there is now. You know, guys like Hogan and Flair and uh, Kurt Hennig and Dynamite and Davey and Brett and on and on, you know. And, uh, and there was, you know, places, you know, when those guys uh, had their run, they should, you know, they should send them somewhere else. You got so many guys in WWE right now that uh, are stale and stagnant, but they have no place to send them. So you just keep them around and switch them back and forth from heel to face and face to heel, and you know change their roles. You know everyone's everyone from Cody Rhodes to send out uh, Mark Henry to Big Show to you know they all been different roles and bad and good and good and bad and stupid and smart <laughs> you know and uh it's gotta take its toll on I, I, you know in the old days it used to be exciting to me when a, a new star hit the promotion mm-hmm. you know to me it's a complete aberration and a completely you know uh backward way to be Introducing guys where you show them all, all on NXT for uh, two or three years, and then you uh, bring them up to the you know 
to me, you've taken all the uh, intrigue and the novelty away. Like back in the day when you brought a new guy into the territory, you know, and they were like, you know, like they hit the, the bad guys would be, they reminded me of the shark in the movie Jaws, you know, like, you know, they were scary and everything, like, whoa, you know, Bad News Allen or, uh, you know, one of the, you know, Abdul of the Butcher types and, uh, and that was all part of it, but if you're a fan and you've already seen him for two or three or four or five or ten years on Nexus, which unfortunately, you know, they've got him on there for so long, it's almost like there's no big deal when they make it to the WWE. You're saying, oh, that's so-and-so. He was this, and then he was that, then he was bad, then he was good, then he was gay, then he was straight or whatever, you know, and... uh in NXT, you know, like, it, but those are all things that I think they uh, need to uh, re-examine, and, uh, you know, I don't know that they, you know, have any, I don't know whether they think that everything's, you know, perfect as it is right now, or I don't know what, you know, I don't profess to know anything about the way they uh, think or operate, but, uh, it's just my perspective from having been around the business, you know. And um, but I think there's a lot of things that need to be uh, fixed, you know, for the fans, for the wrestlers, for the uh, the whole thing, you know. And you can't continue to, you know, sweep it all under the carpet or kid yourself that everything's great when it isn't or uh you know uh, figure that it's just going to get better because you know, I hear all these rationalizations that it goes in cycles or all this other you know it all sounds good but you know if, if I'm a damn if I'm in the WWE right now I, I would I would be seeking to make some fairly significant overhaul of the way they operate, you know. The fact, you know, that they, uh, you know, my estimation, there's very, very few uh, really, you know, kind of uh, top-notch guys on their way up. You know, they've destroyed the means of producing them, but, uh, you know, and it's not a very uh, safe, you know, kind of uh, method, in my estimation, where you have to keep relying or falling back on, say, The Rock or bringing back The Undertaker, or, you know, uh, hoping that Daniel Bryan's next, you know, healed or bringing back, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels or Steve Austin or, you know, if the NFL was doing that, Jason, uh, you know, Justin, I mean, uh, if the NFL was, you know, uh, not touting any of the new guys coming up, but they were saying, we've got Brett Favre coming back, and, uh, oh, geez, Emmett Smith's decided to come back, and, uh, whoa, you know, we, we've got a real blast from the past. O.J. Simpson got out of jail <laughs> He's on his way back, or uh, you know, we've got uh, you know uh, Troy Aikman's coming out of the broadcast booth to 
played in the Super Bowl game, you know, and uh, you know, I think we can uh, convince, uh, you know, uh, you know, Archie Manning to come out and join his sons, Peyton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's what the wrestling reminds me of, where they, uh, you know, you know, the big, the big uh, thing is uh, some guy that's. You know, been out. You know, been out of action. I, I'm amused where you know the big, the big draw or the whatever is uh, when they're bringing back some, uh, some guy like Chris Jericho or well, Kane's coming back to the ring or you know we got, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Lawler's gonna step back from the broadcasting booth to the ring again or you know like. it's all well and good for once in a while, but you know if that's the rule rather than the exception, then uh, speaks volumes about you know the uh, lack of talent or you know the fact that the new guys don't compare to the uh, guys that were stars back in the day. You know, so mm-hmm. that's my perception. You know, if mm-hmm. you know, I I'm not even trying to criticize it. I'm still if a big fan, so I, uh, I'd like to see them, uh, you know, make some affirmative uh, steps and, you know, endeavor to uh, improve the situation. Not, what I hate to see is just rationalization and, and bullshit, you know, and people claiming, oh, it's all fine or it's all good or, you know. And actions speak louder than words, and they may tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm out of touch, or I'm an idiot, or <laughs> I don't really care, you know. But uh, but um, just the fact that they have to keep bringing back all the same old, same old, you know, and uh, there's more talk and less action, and uh, more gimmick matches, you know, and more uh, stipulations and more guys switching from heel to face and face to heel and uh, that's all indications that uh, you know there's uh, people in the uh, creative end of it grasping at straws or you know not uh, they don't have any anything else like you know one of the biggest indications to me that something is flawed is when you have a whole pay-per-view of tables, ladders, and chairs. Like it defeats the whole purpose. The only reason that you would have a single match, much less a whole card of that bullshit, is because there's some, you know, uh, big perceptible build-up, and, th- and this is the only way to resolve this impasse or this, you know situation has been built to the boiling point so now you have to have a cage match or a a ladder match or a table or some such thing but when you're having a whole card of stipulation matches between a bunch of guys who don't even have any perceptible issues with each other in the first place then it contradicts the whole purpose of the whole endeavor Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I uh, 
I'm surprised that uh, somebody needs to even point that out. I know when I was booking up here, you know, I, I think I had in a period of 10, 15 years, maybe three or four cage matches over that whole 15-year span in Calgary. And it was only as the culmination of the climax of something, and uh, you didn't just have them for the heck of it or, you know, it was all for a very perceptible reason and uh, you had to unload it and you had to uh, build it to this climax and all this other, you know, you had to, uh, you know, have consequences and resolutions for what you're doing. You didn't just, uh, you know, have a bunch of gimmick matches for no reason and it's laughable when I see on Raw, say, uh, where they have at the beginning of the show uh, some such thing, and then by the end of the show they're having a, a cage match or a hell in the cell, or on the, you know I'm going like say what you know you know in the old days you'd build for months leading up to one of these you know matches, and uh, when you finally announced that the big. Uh, blow-off was going to happen, everyone would be going, wow, you know, it's about time, you know, and, you know, that's what we've been wanting, you know, and all like that, you know, but I don't know whether, uh, whether I'm analyzing it more than uh, it should be analyzed or what, you know, but uh, you, we used to have a simple rationale back in the day, whatever you do, have a reason, you know, uh, may, you know, it made sense, you know, <laughs> and, um, all too often these days, uh, I see things for no reason whatsoever. Like case in point, you know, I have no idea what Damien Sandow, you know, uh, uh, doing the, the takeoff or the copying everything that, uh, you know, Miz does. Like, to me, it's just stupid, and it's hit and miss. It makes no sense. It's not funny. It's not uh, doesn't elicit any response. It doesn't make me want to buy a ticket, or doesn't want to, doesn't make me want to see Damian Sando get his ass kicked or anything. You know, just I'm more just going like, uh, you know, who who's inflicting this crap on me? Why why should I even if I, if I'm a fan like. Uh, what, you know, what do they think? We're idiots watching this or, you know, and, and some of the other garbage, you know, that I see, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, how does this contribute in a positive way to the uh, overall product, you know? It drives me nuts when I'm watching a serious, apparently serious angle or storyline and then uh, it's followed by some nonsense like that or some of the other uh, idiot stuff that I see with Santino coming out or some other, uh, you know, comic relief or whatever. If I'm watching a serious movie, uh, Justin, and, uh, you know, that, that really has me on, me on the edge of my seat or something like that, you know, I'm... And then I, you know, 
all of a sudden somebody's inserting a Pee Wee Herman clip or a Dumb and Dumber or something. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go, wow, that's cool. I needed uh, Pee Wee Herman or Jim Carrey or, uh, you know. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Or yeah, something yeah. like that to come out and uh, do a cameo. Like, I, you know, if I'm watching Die Hard or I'm watching, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Godfather or something like that, and then I have, uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman or, you know, replay of Curly Larry and Moe or something, you know, I'm going like, uh, you know, why did uh, Francis Ford Coppola or, uh, or, or whatever inflict this on me, and I, I don't need that, you know, and I wanted to see Robert De Niro, he's just about ready to... Uh, you know, do something with Marlon Brando or something like that. Instead, I'm watching Pee Wee Herman and Daffy Duck or some bullshit, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, maybe I'm analyzing it more than it should be. I don't know. But uh, I, I, beyond everything else, though, I'm, I'm still a, a big fan. I keep hoping that, you know, I uh, would like to see uh, them treat the business with more respect and treat the fans with more respect and uh, treat the damn wrestlers with more respect you know it's uh, you know if you respect uh, yourself then you tend to respect everyone else more you know and uh, mm -hmm. all too often I don't think they uh, you know show that you know but Mm -hmm. And Bruce, I wanted to give you an update on something because you had mentioned this on a um, on our last show. You you asked me to try to get a hold of Jeff Jared. Well, I actually oh, yeah. called. I actually called someone that handles his stuff right now, and he said that right now he's not doing interviews, but they have me on some sort of waiting list. Well, that's good. You know, say hi to Jeff if you're talking to him. Uh, I know he. Uh, he was kind enough to uh, come on and do a uh, two-hour. He was on for an extensive period on our when we did the tribute to Owen show on the 15th anniversary of Owen's accident, and so we had a nice chat on there. And uh, you know, he told me he's doing some initiatives in Japan now with G. GFW or whatever, mm -hmm. Global Force Wrestling or something. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, hope Jeff's doing well, and I wish him well. And he's, you know, uh, I need more mm -hmm. people like him and yourself, and they need more wrestlers and more fans and more uh, promotions. My estimation, you know. And, promotions that are coming up they need to uh, they need to respect themselves and they need to respect the business and they need to uh, have some clear idea of what they want to be and how they you know endeavor to uh, attain that you know can't just be hit and miss and uh Anything like that, you got to really sort of uh, define it. Just like anything else, you know, you uh, have to set goals and uh, 
make decisions that uh, enable you to attain those goals, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And um, when I when I actually met uh, Mick Foley last year, he actually, uh, I told him that I knew you, and he said hello, and he did say that he would do my show, but it's just a matter of getting a hold of Mick Foley as well. So. Well, that's good, a nice, a nice guy, Mick, I, uh, I was out with him not long ago in Calgary here. He was up and had a nice visit and uh, did an hour radio broadcast with him here. And I uh, certainly uh, I was already a big admirer and a fan of Mix before that, but he only enhanced my respect for him, you know, a real decent person, you know, and... Uh, I'm glad he's agreed to come on your show. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting a hold of him, which I'm hoping to accomplish in uh, 2015. And I'm actually trying to find, um, at the moment, I am trying to find The Undertaker, um, which I'm not having any luck with that. But I'm trying to find him yeah. so I can try to get him booked as well. Keep trying. I, I'm not sure what Mark's... Uh up to these days, but uh, a class, classy, uh, one of the most respected guys in the business, uh, Mark Calloway, or The Undertaker, you know, so uh, I'm sure if you get a hold of him, he'd probably be, uh, you know, happy to oblige you, you know, he's a bit reclusive, I hear, you know, it doesn't make a lot of public appearances or whatever, but uh, <laughs> certainly a, a class act, Mark, and I'm sure he uh, will treat you well if you get a hold of him. And I also wanted to ask you, Bruce, uh, how is Bruce Jr. doing in, in all your children? Because I'm planning on having uh, Bruce Jr. on the show this year at some point. Oh, they're all doing very well. Let me just uh, quickly put my son... Rhett on, let him just say hi. Okay. Hi. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? You doing good? I hope to meet you one day, my friend. Yeah, I've got a wrestling match that I would love for you to see. Hi. Yep, i got a wrestling match that I would love for you to see sometime. So I'm going to send it to you and your dad. So, so, you having a good day? Yep. Yeah. Good. I'm. I'm glad. He was so excited. Yeah, he was uh, eyes lit up. He uh, quite excited about being on your show, Justin. So I'll make sure I tape it and um, let him listen to it. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to have him on the show because I don't know if I actually give you an update, uh, Bruce, but I've, I've got my show everywhere now. I've got it, like, on YouTube. I've got it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and I'm actually trying to get it on iHeartRadio at the moment. So well, that's great. I, uh, I'll, I'll definitely have my... Yeah. Good friend Bob Johnson uh, touched bases with you, and uh, you know, uh, 
we've been considering going on some different uh, carriers and some some of that type of thing. So I'll let Bob touch bases with you and get some perspective on mm-hmm. on some of that. You know. Well, if you need if you need help with that, Bruce, like with the technical staff, I would be more than happy to um, to to help you guys out with that. So. Yeah, I'll tell Bob to. Uh, hook up with you, Justin, and uh, maybe we can uh, <laughs> my apologies to your listeners, this place is going to the dogs uh, to that, dogs that's okay. somebody at the door there so there. But, uh, but yeah, I won't keep you here, Justin it's been uh, a real honor and a privilege to uh, be on your show and uh, I look forward to having you on our show, and we'll uh, I'll definitely uh, check out your uh, show on the online. Maybe you could give um, one more time, throw out uh, the information for your listeners and any of our listeners, Justin, um, the name and any of the links that you uh, feel that they would... Uh, be able to hook up on your show from okay um you can find the justin harvey show in itunes and you can also find me on youtube um tune in radio stitcher radio but what i will do bruce so that you don't miss this show is i will make sure and personally send bob a link um to the show so that you do not miss it so okay that's great i appreciate that and uh I'll make sure Bob uh, gets uh, a hold of you, Justin. I'll maybe endeavor to have you on our show when uh, we have some of those guests. You know, uh, we've got a bunch of them lined up, including people like uh, Hillbilly and Bruce Swayze and, you know, hopefully people like Terry Funk and Harley and guys like that. So it'd be nice to have you on the show with some of those people. Oh, that that would be that would be amazing, Bruce. And um, but before I end up on the show on your show, I am going to send Bob a link to my um to my wrestling match. That way, you, you and your family can uh, check check that out, and uh, you know maybe you can share some perspective on it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I uh, I congratulate you and commend you for the. Uh you know, having the uh, the courage and uh, you know determination to go out and do that—that that, uh, should be an inspiration for other people with cerebral palsy. You know, to that you can overcome if you put your mind to it. Uh, oh, absolutely, Bruce. Because it. If I if I would have quit when people said I couldn't do something, I would not have a radio show, and I would have not come as far as I've come. And 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 knowing you and your family, that's just another blessing for me. So I want you to know that, Bruce. Well, I appreciate that, and I know uh, you know feeling is mutual. So uh, you know, uh, I know my son Rhett gets a lot of inspiration from you know seeing how you've overcome and continue to so 
you know, uh, mind over matter, you know. Oh, oh absolutely. And, and Bruce, if you if you don't mind, I'm going to give uh, Bob my physical address, and I would love to get like an autograph or something signed from you, if that's not too much trouble. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Justin. I'll uh, I'll get a hold of Bob and uh, definitely uh, be happy to accommodate that. I appreciate it, Bruce. And my my last question, it's not wrestling related, but how how is your teaching going? Oh, good. I'm still uh, teaching. Um, I teach uh, history up here and also uh, some phys ed. So, um, but uh, it's going well. I uh, I enjoy uh, getting out and gives you some satisfaction just to be able to teach and maybe have some beneficial input mm-hmm. on people's lives so I'm I'm glad I uh, get a chance to do that and uh, you know gives me some intrinsic satisfaction just to be able to maybe help some people oh ab- absolutely Bruce because you are one of my heroes. You know that, right? So. Yeah, well, I thank you. Uh, you certainly uh, are an inspiration to myself and my son, Rhett, you know, and he's got a big smile on his face as I'm saying that. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I give you uh, props and, uh, you know, a lot of credit for, uh, you know, continuing to, have a positive outlook and uh, continuing to persevere and overcome. That's, you know, uh, one of the most noble and uh, admirable things anyone can do in life is to, you know, overcome and uh, continue to rise above adversity, you know. So, oh, I, absolutely, Bruce. Uh, absolutely. And I wanted to, I wanted to close with this statement, Bruce. And, uh, you know, I didn't know Owen Hart personally. I wish I did, but I guarantee you right now he's probably looking down upon me and you right now tonight and smiling. Yeah, I believe that. And uh, if you are on, uh, more power to you. And, uh, you know, I uh, hope you check out the Justin Ray Harvey show. Oh, a- absolutely, Bruce. And we will, we will catch you on your podcast on Thursday night, correct? On the 8th, yeah, a week from, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it would have been a week from, I believe it's the 8th, a week, a week from, my, I'm just trying to get my bearings here, Thursday the 8th, is that, is that, is that right? Yeah, that, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, a week from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just been, uh, you know, with all these holidays and all, today's the third, right, so... Yeah. Yeah, today's the third, and uh, I had something booked booked on the fourth with another radio show. They wanted to interview me, and I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I got my, you know, my Bruce Hart interview. How's this happened? I mean, but it, it's like where my show is getting a lot of um, a lot of feedback now. I'm getting overbooked sometimes. Yeah, well, that's great. I, uh, maybe one of these days, Justin, I'll be able to say to people, I. I know Justin Harvey, and will say no. You know, you're, uh, you know, 
you know Justin Harvey, and I'll say yes. <laughs> so you never know; he might become the uh, you know the next big thing. He might become the uh, you know the uh, the Hulk Hogan or the you know whoever's whoever's the, the big thing right now. Green Day or you two or uh, you know the uh, Tom Hanks or whatever you know so. Exactly, Bruce, and um, it's like this. I'm going in, like I told you at the beginning of the show, the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, the only way that I could classify that would be that it's the um, Martial Arts Hall of Fame of the equivalent of the WWE Hall of Fame because there are huge names that have been inducted into this. Um, Just to name a few real quick, Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson, Iron Mike Tyson. So, so yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Those are some very, uh, you know, famous, legendary people. So uh, I'm glad to hear that, you know. Uh, and uh, they should be honored to have a person with your courage and your character in there too, uh, Justin. So uh, good on you and good on them. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I have a feeling, Bruce, that uh, Owen Hart's going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. But here's the thing, Bruce. He should have been inducted a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, and I, I certainly uh, I publicly say I uh, endorse and uh Hope that uh, his induction is uh, forthcoming. You know, so I, I, I think, I think, I think what we need to do, Bruce, me and you need to start like a campaign online and 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 get a bunch of fans like myself to actually contact, you know, WWE and you know, say, hey, put put Owen in the um. Hall of Fame, and maybe they'll get tired of listening listening to us and do what needs to be done. Yeah, well, I certainly, uh, you know, endorse an initiative like that if your listeners are, uh, you know, uh, inclined. You know, uh, I'd be happy if they, uh, you know, put in a word for Owen and, and the Bulldogs. You know, they're all most worthy candidates for... Yeah. The Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, if they maybe uh, you know, tweet or text or mm-hmm. however they uh, impart that to people in Connecticut, uh, it might happen. You know, so hopefully, uh, you know, I'd appreciate any 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 input from any of them. Well, oh, absolutely, Bruce, and I, I gotta say, Bruce. I'm hoping this year in 2015, I'm hoping that somehow you end up in my neck of the woods in West Virginia somehow. I'm really trying to work on that as we speak to try to get yeah, you down. Yeah, well, as John Denver says, almost have it in West Virginia. We'll see if it comes off. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually, I know I have a friend that's actually a promoter, and he loves wrestling. As a matter of fact, he said... He said, my favorite interview that you did, Justin, was the Bruce Hart interview, and I really want to um, 
talk with him to see if he can't get you booked for an appearance in West Virginia or something. Yeah, well, keep me posted, Justin, and I'll let you roll, my friend, and uh, thank you very much, and all the very best to you, and uh, Happy New Year to all your listeners. Happy New Year, Ruth, and um, I'm sure that uh, this won't be the only time that you will be on the show this year. I'm sure you'll be back, because like I said, after after you watch my match, I would love for you to come back on the show and uh, share your thoughts with my audience. Okay, I appreciate that, Justin. I'll look forward to it. All the best, my friend. All the best, Bruce. Take care, my friend. Thank you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.